Hello, and welcome back to Journey into the Strange. I'm Kaz. And I'm Ralph, and I, it's been so long since we recorded, I forgot the name of our podcast. <laughs> it's called Journey into the Strange. But it's still good, because we've not actually released anything yet, so it's not like we've made people wait ages for a recording. No, exactly. In your eyes... Listeners, it should all be going swimmingly and nothing. Yeah. There has been no long break and it's all fine. But um, we did have the best intentions when trying to come together to actually film this. We put a date in the calendar, we had it all set up, and then we both needed to go to London to see a mutual friend. And then we ended up going, oh, it's okay, we'll just film the week, film. We'll record the week afterwards, you know? And then that's fine. It doesn't matter just by pushing it back by one week. And then. And then we did that. Oh, but then it was your birthday party the weekend after that on that Saturday. So it was yeah. like, it's okay. We'll push it back by another week and we can like kind of discuss it over drinks and stuff and we'll have, it'll be a better podcast for us. Oh, yeah, then my dad went insane. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was so long ago. I know. It's been a while. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, then your dad went insane. And then your mum broke her like entire leg and ankle. Yeah. And then got COVID. Yeah. So that wasn't great. That was a long time. And then she got a secondary chest infection on top of COVID. Oh, my God. Uh, so, poor mum. Yeah, I know. She was not having fun in the hospital. Oh, she's a trooper, though. And then once you all got out of hospital and everything was fine, we were like, cool, Saturday it is. And then my husband got COVID. So we, you couldn't go around to my house because we, we were like an infected household. And then I said, oh, no, you can do last week because it just like clashed with your plans and now we're finally here <laughs> it's only taken two months god it's so long yeah that 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 did take a while but it's fine we're here now i guess you could just say i guess you could say this episode wasn't written in the stars <laughs> i like what you did there yeah this episode's on astrology <laughs> just in case there wasn't obvious So, astrology. Let's do a quick overview of what we knew before it, um, before our research. So, for me, I knew about horoscopes, I knew about the zodiac, I knew that everyone had a sign, and everyone fell into those sort of categories. I, From beyond that, I didn't really know a lot. I knew my own star sign, and I... That's what I knew it as, as a star sign, rather than what I know it as now, which is the sun sign. And um, that was kind of all I knew about astrology, <laughs> apart from that you can read your horoscope in a paper and then that certain signs were compatible and certain signs were not compatible. And that's kind of all I knew about it. I didn't know, you know, I, I basically just thought it was bullshit. You know, like I, I, I really didn't know enough about it to even consider it not to be um but obviously since doing a lot of research i have discovered that there's a lot more to it than just that one sign what about you what did you feel that astrology was before you started researching it i knew that if you went on tinder there'd be a load of people that i didn't like the look of who said i'm into astrology <laughs> and that would be the only thing on their profile i'd say well that's cool i guess but oh, do you also like traveling i don't know put something else there and then I knew I was an Aquarius, which I was like, that's cool, because I like water. I'm sure those two things are related. And that was about it. It is difficult, because, like, 
I feel like that's the surface level that everyone knows about. Yeah. And even if you don't know anything about astrology at all, everyone knows their, their sign, yeah. their zodiac sign. Like, I don't know why that seems to be very common knowledge. And I, I, I suppose that sort of shows how, even though many people may not believe in it, that it is actually something that we all know about. Yeah, I think this is the first time on the podcast we're actually going to cover something that's common knowledge like chaos magic no one who isn't a big weirdo like me would really <laughs> be in like you know what i mean like people know magic exists or like the idea of it but that was something like a subsection of like it and like real practical magic that that puts forward and tarot cards and everyone's like oh i did an episode on tarot cards people are like i don't know what they are really yeah see i thought everyone would know what tarot cards are i think you forget how like nerdy we are yeah that's true and the fact that like Weird, obscure stuff doesn't pop up in like Love Island. <laughs> well, maybe it does. I don't know. I've never watched it. Maybe no, not like, Actually, like really deep, esoteric, Twin Peaks style show about people like falling in love and then having like demons chase them and weird trees like searching for them. My God, you're and really selling Love Island. Why is it so popular? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like that. I'm very disappointed. Um, I'm going to read out my sources. So the sources that I'm going to be reading from today are The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Joanne Martin Wolfog. Um, also a very good blog slash um, lessons in the form of a blog called thetarolady.com and it's called Star School and uh, that was very helpful, I think. Very useful to understand um, uh, astrology at a deeper level. Also a YouTube video by the court by courts um astrology isn't science but your horoscope is more real than you think astro kit which is a website that gives you natal charts and birth charts um everything you need to know about the aspects of astrology and then an article by kripa krishnan here's why more women follow astrology psychologists say it's the patriarchy of course they do (laughs) hey we'll get into it i read one of the books that you said and one um the little book on astrology oh very nice whose name of the author i forget but i will edit in in a bit is it a little book i don't know i got a kindle ah fair so all books are the same (laughs) no idea of the physical size of the book um but yes so i guess we should get into what our sun signs are it would be yes. interesting to see if, like, anyone could tell what we are from what they already know about us. Yes, I... It's weird, because I think when you put out, like, what you are, and then if someone knows, you're like, yeah, I see that in you, like, loads. And then it's like, yeah, well, like, if I said that I'm angry and gregarious, then someone could be... I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that at the moment you say, like, the traits of them, people can be like, yeah. Right, yeah, so like everyone kind of says, oh yeah, no, I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that has happened to me a lot in this journey, and Mm. I don't know whether it's because I do actually agree with it or if because it has actual weight to it. So I am a Taurus sun sun sign. What are you? I don't remember exactly. You're Aquarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know more about you than you do. <laughs> yeah, because where does it stop again? Because I know Aquarius is like January 
Is it December? Oh, Lord, now you're asking me facts. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's like March. Sounds correct. Yeah, I think Do you want me to right. look it up? No, no, I think we're, okay. I think we're on board. Um, so you're Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. And you're Taurus. Yeah. Yeah, that, I knew you were. Like, I knew, like, from the only bizarre I bought, the actual months are not because you are. So, like, what are some aspects of Taurus? So, there's stubbornness, reliability. Um, uh, how, what's this? Like, not off the head. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're not saying I'm reliable? How dare you? Okay. A nod of the head can mean many things. It wasn't a nod, it was like a kind of... Oh, that, was, that was to the stubbornness one. Okay. Well, yeah, stubbornness, um, reliability, headstrongness, a sort of... Um, more concerned with physical objects and sort of... Um, not display of wealth. But a but like a gravitation towards the finer things in life, which I do and do do and disagree with. No, agree and disagree with. That's not. I kind of disagree with all of that in relationship to you, apart from the reliability thing. Ah, interesting. See, that's the thing. I keep I hear those things. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I could be stubborn. And oh, you know what? I'm I feel like I'm reliable. I feel like I'm a reliable type of person. I mean, everyone wants to be reliable, right? Like, yeah. Why couldn't you say like, oh no, I don't be unreliable, <laughs> unless you like know that you're unreliable for whatever reason. I know that about myself. You know, I say you're very reliable. Yeah, but that's because I like you. Oh, okay. So I like, make an effort to like, <laughs> be reliable. And also we have just delayed the podcast for about two months. I know, that's true. But that was it, all external. All external factors came into that. But when you say someone is reliable, then they make sure that they factor in external factors and therefore they don't. No, I mean, yes and no, but not to the point where it's like, oh yeah, so my mum's broken every bone in her body, um, yeah, cool, let's do a podcast, <laughs> or like, my husband's got COVID, but I want you to come over anyway and record, <laughs> like, that's not, no. I guess I could have, because it's no. legal now. It is legal, but technically it wasn't at the time, actually. Ah, cool. Huh? Um, yeah. So yeah, well, so I can't say that I think you're someone who's more into, like, physical items than you are spiritual considering we're doing a podcast on the spiritual that's true um i don't think it's more um more than spiritual things i just think it's like more like oh i want to have like possessions like possessions are important to me which they aren't really (laughs) i I can't think of any time where you've been like man i've just got to get this gucci bear yeah no i don't like i don't yeah. I kind of think like possessions I'd say are more important to me because I like really value my comic book collection. I like to collect things. I like to have like lots of books. Like if I read a Kindle book, then for whatever reason I'm like, I have to buy this in physical because I want it. Uh, if anything, I'm I'm the opposite. I recently was able to get a bunch of Kindle books. <laughs> so I threw out a load of my physical yeah. books. <laughs> so maybe that one isn't me. Um do you know anything about Aquarius and what you kind of resonate with with Aquarius? I do. Don't remember it off by heart. Um, I really should have done more research. I really should have looked this back up. Um, well, can I stop you there? Yes. Because I have something for you that might be very helpful. Awesome. I have to prelude it though because it is a part of your birthday present. Because it was your birthday 
as we mentioned, a while ago. But you got me my birthday I present. I did, but I had another present I had to present to you on the podcast because I got your natal chart done. Holy shit. By a person on Etsy and then printed it and I had it in this folder all for you. It's 42 pages worth of the report. That's incredible. So the podcast is now going to become me reading this out loud. Happy birthday. (laughs) I got mine done as well. Um, I got to say, I haven't really read a lot into it, Um, but it is nice because it gives you a roundup of each of the profiles of planets, of your star sign that falls within those planets, and also the houses. God, when you haven't looked at this stuff for about a month, you realise how much, like... It's very deep. There's so much of it. There's so much in astrology that it really makes you go like, wow. That's, I think, even if we had such a long time to research it, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface of it because there's so much stuff to research. Like, each house has a particular meaning and a particular um, facet of a particular part of your life and each planet that lives within that house means different things as well. So it's very deep. See, this is why everybody is a nerd deep down. Because, like, you see all these, like, kind of cool-looking people, like women on Tinder, who are like, oh, yeah, I'm into astrology. And then you're like, this is nerdy as shit, really. (laughs) And then, like, you get, like, even, like, you meet people, like, fucking, like, people you think are, like, meatheads into football. And then you're like, ugh. You know, they're dumb. But then when you start talking to them about football, they're like, well, this guy on this position needs to be over here to the left and then slightly cut the camera so he can get the ball. And it's like, everything just has an absurd amount of detail. That's very true. I think if you really like a hobby and really like, like have a passion and an interest, you can get so, so deep into yeah. it that it becomes like unfathomable for anyone outside of that to understand what And we all do it. Yeah, just exactly. Result, like most of us have one thing. So here we go. Aquarians, um, Aquarii. Mm-hmm. Tend to be friendly, mm-hmm. original, intuitive, broad-minded. I guess this is me, apart from the friendly thing. Um, <laughs> friendly. Yeah, I guess. But I don't like talking to people. Um, friendly, original, intuitive, broad-minded, non-conforming, different, independent, freedom-loving, scientific. That's not me. Unusual and helpful. Uh, yeah, you're definitely unusual and helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'm fairly original. I'm definitely broad-minded. Yes. I kind of think I'm intuitive. I'm not really independent, as I live with my mum. No, like, no, you're an independent thinker. I do like freedom. I do like freedom. So, I think the next part, although you may have gone a bit too far, is your ascendant. So, if we go to the ascendant page, which is H for me. Yeah. There you go. So, you're a Libra ascendant. So, basically... So your sun sign is more about who you are as a person and who you are personally and what your real personality is like. However, your ascendant is generally how you show yourself to the world, like what your image is and how you um, how you want to be seen by others. And other, I feel like I can't remember which source it was from that book, um, from the Wolfolk book. And she said that it's more like an entrance to the house that you yeah. have to pass through in order to see the real house inside. Yeah. So I'm a Leo ascendant. Um, so that means that I, it says here that I am generous, proud, emotional, romantic, extroverted, that's not true, vain and egotistical, yeah, can see it, courageous, sentimental, self confidence, showy, and want to shine and 
be successful wherever I go. You do have blonde hair. <laughs> so, yeah, totally that's, sure. Yeah, that's shiny. <laughs> but um, I kind of, um, I know, this is one interpretation of Leo that I've seen. Another that I've seen is like compassionate, very big hearts, very generous. And I do feel like I more fall into that yeah. and talk than Taurus. But then by the same token, the ascendant and the sun sign uh, very much go hand in hand, as in they are a blend of each other. And you will be a um, sort of blend of the two, and that will be your personality. Yeah. So you won't ever be sort of like, oh, I'm really similar to that other person because it, you're both, the stars are very unique in each birth chart. I do think with something like this, it's quite easy to dismiss it as all hokum if, like, you're not the same as one of the words. Like, yeah. it's like, well, I'm not this thing, so this is all bullshit. I'm never going to look at it again. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's like all things. You can't just dismiss something out of hand just because it's not, like, entirely accurate. Um, always. Yeah. It's that whole chaos magic thing where it's like, well, just because, like, this one thing didn't work this time, you can't be like, this whole thing doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. And the whole thing with chaos magic is you just keep trying yeah. and trying again in different, like, ways and different facets of doing that. So a liberal intendant... Um, people with Libra tend to be charming, uh, refined, attractive, and dope. In some manner, gracious, appealing, indecisive, cooperative, sociable, creative, artistic, perhaps musically inclined, harmonious, and wanting to please and not make waves. I guess a lot of that does apply to me. Yeah, I see that a, um, lot, a lot of it. Some of it not at the start, but definitely towards the end of those, that list, that definitely sounds like you to me. You seek the approval and support of others. You may need company of others, God no. <laughs> And I hate being, and hate to be by yourself. God no, uh, but it does say me. So no, yeah, that's the thing. There's always like a pinch of salt with these things, which is kind of again, I guess, why I have a bit of a problem with astrology yeah. as a whole because it, I, I often see one fact countered by the yeah. opposite fact, and I guess that, in my opinion, makes me feel like, oh, well, if I wouldn't, if I didn't say, like, oh, yeah, she hates people, but that's because she really loves people, and yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's totally me, I do love people, it's like, you know, and, or, oh, no, that's totally me, I do hate people, and I think that's probably my biggest problem with it. This whole thing, this is, not too much to do with astrology, but I do think it's interesting. But I realise how much our sense of ourselves are so malleable by how other people see us. Mm. Because I have a very, I think I have a very strong sense of who I am. But then one time, two people, including you, um, were like, you're the most stubborn person I've ever met. And I was like, yeah, I guess I am stubborn. And then I was like thinking about it, I was like, I don't think I'm stubborn at all. And I am going to clamp down on my idea of not being stubborn <laughs> and never change it. Uh, and that's consequently being stubborn. <laughs> but I still don't think I'm stubborn. I'm very easy. I just do whatever anyone really wants. So, I don't think you're stubborn in like what people say, oh, Ralph, do you want to do this? And you're like, no, I want to do this other thing. Yeah, but I go it, to clubs or like a, loud bars all the time with you guys <laughs> and I fucking hate them, but I'm like, you know, we'll do whatever. I don't go to loud clubs. What are you talking about? I was about? just thinking about Las Iguanas. Uh, Las Iguanas is not a club. <laughs> it is, it's got music. It's a Mexican restaurant that serves cocktails. Yeah, and there's a club of humans not who like that. Chocolate. No, that. Oh my god, I'm going to like say that next time. That Las Iguanas is a club. I want to do that actually next time someone says, Do you want to go to a club? I'm like, Yeah, I know a place. <laughs> I go to Las Iguanas. <laughs> like, 
five o'clock right dinner. <laughs> Hello, we like the two for one deal. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. Oh no, I think you can be very stubborn, stubborn when it comes to like your own beliefs, which I think is a good thing because you believe in something and if someone says, oh no, like I think that's rubbish, you're going to be like, oh cool, well you think that's rubbish, but I still believe in it. Yeah. I, I think that's good because that that's not necessarily saying you're stubborn in a bad way, that's stubborn in saying like, I'm not going to give over all my things I believe in. That's true. That's true. It's not how you said it, though. Back in the time. Well, I was but, probably drunk at the time. <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I do think there's um there's a point to that that I was getting at. Like, our sense of who we are is so so incredibly malleable. If someone says to us that we are something, it's quite easy just to, like, adopt that. Mm. Because really, like, how we put ourselves out into the world, it's really difficult for us to say who we are. Which is why, like, it's not that easy for me to be like, I agree with that Libra chart or Aquarius chart, or I don't. Because who I am is not for me to say. It's more for, like, the people who know me to say. Mm. Is what I think I'm putting out might be totally different. That's interesting. But then by the same token, you feel like you should know... Because, like, just by the point there, you're saying, I don't think I'm stubborn. But then you then gave over to people saying, oh, yeah, no, you are stubborn. So it raises the question of do we know ourselves better than other... <laughs> is who we are how we see ourselves? Hmm. Or is it how the world sees us? So I thought we'd talk about Mershaw's now. Um, mainly because they kind of inform everything going forward. And I didn't really understand a birth chart at first because it just kind of looks like a bunch of circles and random lines. Um, but really, uh, the the there's this circle, it's divided into 12 parts. Each outer part refers to a zodiac, and that is then segmented again into houses. The houses refer to different parts of your life, such as your creativity, your marriage and partnerships, your career. And uh, then within this diagram, this, this, this template, the planets fall, and then these planets, like the sun, we talked about some planets already, the moon, and all of the other celestial bodies uh, fall into um, different parts of this segregated circle. And then each part of that circle refers to um, one of the zodiac signs. So you can see, I, I didn't know this at first, and this is what kind of took me a long time to understand was the fact that we can have so many, um, you can have, say, Mercury in the 10th house and also Mercury in Taurus. And I thought that, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand what any of this means, but it's very hard to describe it over a a podcast. But if you get up a, a picture of a birth chart or a picture of a birth chart with the houses in, you will be able to understand where your planets fall within this grid, almost a circular grid. <laughs> one day when we start to do live shows, we'll get like a big PowerPoint presentation up and you can have like one of those pointers and just be like, boom. Oh my God. Boom. Oh yes. With yeah, the laser pointer, yeah. with the clicky thing. Yeah, I'm all over that. So we've talked about the sun and where the sun falls in your in in this circle and in us in the birth chart so mine as a sun sign falls into taurus and ralph's falls into aquarius your moon sign is where the moon falls into place within that birth chart so your moon is generally talking about 
your instinctual side and your subconscious side. So this can mean um, that people find it, it's like your inner core, that you don't actually want to show it to people, that it's quite hidden because it's the way that you react to things immediately. It's the, it's your sort of like, you can feel jealousy and pride and hurt from it. It's your sort of like first base instinct reaction. And I would go on to say, it's not even that you don't want to show it to other people. It might even be hidden from you a little bit because it's a subconscious. This is something that I react like, but that I'm not always aware of where the other ones is like a little bit more. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. this one's very... Like you may not even know it yourself. Yeah, this one's very instinctual. So let's look at the moon for me. So my moon is in Sagittarius. You are independent, outspoken, open, generous, enthusiastic, idealistic, inspired, and optimistic. These qualities attract many friends and acquaintances. I mean, I do think I am inspired and optimistic, but I wouldn't necessarily say I have a lot of friends and acquaintances, <laughs> mainly because I just like people. I don't know, you know people. I do know people, yeah, that's true. I mean, you can't really get by in this world without knowing people, but... I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I'm a massive people person. No. But this 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 moon seems to say that I am. Maybe I am a people person. Maybe I'm just not acknowledging that about my true self. Yeah, I, you always say you're not like the most social, but you have more stuff going on than most people I know. I don't know. Well, maybe. Yeah, most people I know just sit around doing weed, so. <laughs> What does your moon say? Uh, My moon is in Leo. Um, You are warm, generous. Generous isn't like all of these. You're a very generous person. Yeah, but I mean, like, your moon's in somewhere, and I swear I said you were generous. Yeah, my moon's in Sagittarius. There has to be one moon who's like one of the moons where it's like, this person's a fucking stingy (laughs) dickhead. And loving in your affections and bring out great devotion and loyalty in your loved ones. You want to be worshipped and adored like a king or a queen. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice if you deserve it. If you want to run a cult. Well, one there day. you go. You want it. Oh yeah, you just say about your cult that you're going to run one day. Yeah, Do you know, in my yearbook, I was part of the person most likely to be a cult leader. Ah. I don't know if that was a choice in the yearbook. I don't know either. But also, the fact that you can't keep backing it up is like another more written factor. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to run a cult, but like a nice one. Yes, a nice one. Yeah, a non-profit cult. You want and need a partner you can be proud of, and your own pride is very important to you. Yeah. Yeah, I say you are proud. You are proud. You are a proud person. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) So, I think we mentioned briefly about where the planets fall into on your birth chart. So, where each planet falls has a particular influence on that section of your life. So, for example, Mercury refers to your mental outlook and Venus reflects on the way in which you love. The placement of these planets within each zodiac determines how you will express these different facets of your personality. So if Mercury is in Gemini, you'll tend to be extremely verbal and quick-witted. And if your Mercury is in Capricorn, your your hands, you're, you're, you're very detailed when it comes to plans, that sort of thing. So um, that's why, you know, we've read the moon in Sagittarius and the moon in Leo. And that has something to do with both these qualities, the moon itself, and then also the zodiac that it falls into. So, yeah, you get qualities of, I feel, a lot of the different zodiac signs within a birth chart. Yes, that makes sense. Um, I, I feel like all of this is just a way of, bit like... 
expanding it to a point where anyone can be anything? Well, yes. I have often come to this conclusion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because It's also like there's no... In real life, there's no, like... Like, who you are in a relationship very much overlaps with a lot of bits of you mm. and who you are in certain other aspects of you. Like, they all overlap. So I feel like you could be like... Well, you're not like this in this area because I am in this in this relationship and this relationships are relationships with everyone, not just your partner. And it's like, well, yeah, but none of this tells you anything about someone. It just tells you that everyone is apparently generous. <laughs> Everyone's generous. It says it everywhere. Like, Maybe just you and me are right Science backs up, like, if you were, like, if, it's not science. The astrology science, it's like, well, everyone's everything, so... Um, I'm always right. It's interesting you should say that because I actually got down a couple of quotes from Woolfolk. And this is just sort of excerpt from her book. And I've, I've, I've titled it, Everyone is Unique. Yes. Um, so here goes the quote. Because each entity in our solar system moves at different speeds and rates and in a separate path or orbit, the combinations of the placement of planets are almost endless. At the moment of your birth, the sun, the moon, and the planets were in a particular arrangement in the heavens. This exact arrangement will not be repeated for 4,320,000 years. This means another person with your exact horoscope will not walk around on this earth for another 4,320,000 years. Even then, of course, that person will never be exactly the same because the based on entirely different genetic and environmental factors. The unique pattern of the sun, moon, and planets in your horoscope is most likely unduplicated by anyone else. Your sun sign might be Taurus or Scorpio, but you may be different as the night and day from another Taurus or a Scorpio. <laughs> Just as your fingerprints are like no one else's, your birth chart is like no one else's, and if you wish to gain further insight into the knowledge as into the knowledge astrology can provide you, you must know whether various planets are placed in yours or anyone else's birth chart. Now, why the fuck would anyone be into astrology? <laughs> because it's like, oh, because you're this Taurus, so I can tell this about... I, I mean, I'm going to the Tinder thing, but this is why I wanted to do an episode on astrology anyway, because you see it everywhere. It's like, oh, well, you know, we won't get along if you're... I don't know, what's the one with the bull? Me, Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that's, so that's the one I was thinking. Of. That's the one I was like, oh, I won't get along with them on Tinder. Oh, I um, see. But if like you're meant to like be into this, so you can tell certain things about certain people by when they were born. So if they were born in a Scorpio, that's fine. And then you can be like, well, I can tell this about them, and this is a way that helps me like um, segmenting the. I don't know. That sounds racist. No, no, it's segmenting the different varieties of people that you meet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Different groups and boxes. Yeah. Then that's why I'm into this. But if everyone has a unique birth chart that you have to understand the planetary alignment for every little aspect of that birth chart to get any idea of who they are, why on earth would anyone bother with any of it? Like, it just just doesn't make sense to me. It's, like, it just... it does. No, I totally get where you're coming from because I often... Uh, it actually probably took me until today when I was doing my final bits of wrap-up research that I kind of came to this conclusion as well. Because at the beginning of it, it's very certain that if you just start with your sun sign, yeah. 
there's like 12 different personalities basically and you yeah. fall into one of the trails but then you introduce something like the moon and you're like oh okay well it's not just the 12 personality types there's like a whole nother thing so maybe there's like 24 now yeah and then you get ascending into the mix and you're like well now there's a whole nother bunch of them and then thus forth with all the different planets basically making every person that you talk to on this planet unique which it's, we already knew <laughs> yes yeah, so that's gonna say it's almost as if we're all individual and have different experiences that shape us in deep and unfathomable ways and it's really hard to generalize anyone into anything because people will have surprising and go outside the little chart way more often than not so in to like try and equate for this you have to make up bullshit like 10 houses and every and everything and the fucking stars and different alignments to like essentially explain what we know is that people are inherently there's no map to get to know people there's no great diagram that we all fall into and there's no great charts that allow us to understand every single human just on the face of it people are complicated and annoying and tiring and to vaguely get to know someone you have to spend 10 years getting to know them and even then they'll do something that surprises you like almost every day well that was that was a lot of words, hmm. but that all very good. I I agree. I totally agree. Um, and this is my problem with astrology. I this is one of my problems with it. The other one is basically people being able to blame a shitty personality trait on the stars, or yes. or. or Instead of being like, I'm going, well, that's actually not true. There's two different ways I see of people attacking this. And it, and it's way, one way, which is like, oh, I'm a Scorpio. I'm like this. Or you can be like, I'm a Scorpio. I'm like this. And I'm trying to change this personality about me. Like I'm trying to, this is a personality type. And this is what I am affinity to and this is why I am like this but I am trying to actively change that this is a warning sign that I am getting from this and this is making me be a more wholesome person because I am trying to actively change this negative personality trait about me um, however I have a feeling that more often than not people are like well I'm just like that because I'm a Scorpio yeah. it's written in the stars there's no way of me changing this so this is just how I am accept it and move on and I feel like obviously there's two different very different mindsets in that and uh, about sort of attacking this very same issue I don't necessarily think even if people weren't to believe star signs I still think they can be very helpful because I still think that they do highlight negative personality traits and you can start thinking about your relationship with other people and your relationship with yourself with different lenses and if you do that you're always going to be working on yourself and you're always going to be recognizing another part of your personality that you might nest you might think that isn't a great part of your personality and you want to work on it or make it better um but yes there's two different very different ways of looking at the problem i think <laughs> yeah i think you're right i think if you look at it as a this is what i'm pre um predisposed to yeah then I can work on that and it can allow me to highlight that. But I think if it's like, this is destiny, I never have to feel guilty about the things that I do that are shitty because that's just a part of my personality, then that's not on. Yeah. And I don't think, like, I think it could be very easy to use um, astrology as an excuse to just be a bad person. Yeah. Or uh, not a bad person, just do indulge in the bits of your, like, indulge in bits of your personality that hurt other people when and not work on them. 
That's it. And then just be like, well, I can't help it. It's because I'm a Gemini or yeah. whatever. And then leave it without actually doing any work yeah. on that part of your personality. I mean, it should be... I think all of this stuff that we've come along um, the last three episodes... At its best, I've come to the conclusion that whether it's real or not, and your mileage may vary on certain things, because I still kind of think chaos magic is real, mm. and I still kind of think tarot cards have something in them. And I'm not gonna, I'm not sitting here to judge anyone's mileage, but I think at best for all of them, you can say let's just um, leave out faith and assume this isn't real. I don't believe in this. Um, I really do think you can still take something away from each of them. Mm. Like even if this isn't like spiritual or magical or whatever, or there's still there's some tools in here that I think is worth researching so I can get to know them and those tools and they can help me in my life. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the same with astrology. Yeah, there's always something positive that you can take from these things. And yeah. I think that's that is one of the main reasons why we're doing this podcast, right? Yeah. I mean, it's because we want to learn about things and explore about things. And if we just took it as like, oh, this is bullshit. Oh, none of this is real. Then we wouldn't be doing justice to this podcast because we're not, we don't have an open mind and we're not exploring all the possibilities. Wait till we do a flat earth episode and have to have an open mind about that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's kind of all I have on this particular astrology wrap-up i'd love to do a mini sode where we dive into each of our charts yeah, that we got. this is like a big it's a beastly document it's like 42 pages and we both have one so we could i was thinking we could like read out each page and see how we differ sounds good sounds good obviously to the point where it's not we're like a 90 minute episode where yeah. we're like <laughs> doing every bloody single thing in this thing um but yeah i feel like i have kind of i've enjoyed my little Away into astrology, but I am quite looking forward to moving on to something else next. Yeah, I can understand that. Three months is a long time to be looking into anything. It's a very long time, I think, anyway. Too long. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully my mum won't break her leg again. That's true. Just like. Just don't break the other one. Yeah, just wrap it. Well, she sprained the other one when she broke the first one. Oh my god. I'm going to have that like reset anyway. Oh, your poor mum. Yeah. So, what do you think of astrology? I mean, I know you've already put your opinion across quite brilliantly but what do you do you feel that if there's any anything in it and do you feel like you're going to be continuing to look into it i think i can guess the answer i'm not gonna sit here and say there's nothing into it i think things like so my person my parents both of them used to be obsessed with this thing i forget what it's called but it was like a, a very primitive version of the myers-briggs test it wasn't like i don't think they had like any relation to each other but um it, when you like look into it, it seemed very similar to this, to the point where like it helped them massively in their interaction with each other. Hmm. I mean, they still got divorced and, you know, had a terrible relationship. <laughs> but like, while they were both into it, it kind of helped them. Hmm. Um, and for me, I never, like, I, oh God, it was almost like a little cult. Like, I had to go to like loads of workshops on it and about like your personality and your personality traits. What and, is this? I can't remember the name of it. It's really annoying. Find should... out about it so we can do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like fallen so far into obscurity, like, it wouldn't be. It might be if that's fun for a mini episode. Do um, it. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they were obsessed with this. And like, there were so many like workshops, and I had to go to like this week long retreat. Oh, wow. And I lost my Beast Wars toy there. Are you sure um, you weren't in the cult? 
It sounds like a cult. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think they gave the. Hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, it is a very much primitive version of a Myers Briggs test. Um, of like you do answer these questions and you do all this work, and then it would say certain things about your personality, and it would be like here's a little map for who you are, and here's how you're um, more likely to react to certain things. And they both found out a lot about themselves, and I have to say, for the most part, it was accurate. Mm. And it was kind of accurate for me too, though. Otherwise, only nine, so like um, still developing. But my problem with it was like two things, um, and this will get back to astrology. Mm. It was a it since they did it, they were just like they just everyone in this very narrow criteria of if the person's this number is was a number set from one to nine, mm. then they're gonna act like this always. And I was like, that doesn't work because I don't think people are that predictable. I think people are just. <laughs> You know, on a bad day, someone's going to act way outside of character or if they're going through, like, a depression or, like, people are way too changeable and malleable and no one's really got that strict walls up up where they all, like, act like this. And the other problem I had with it was ever since, like, my mum got her number and she still does this to this day. It's like, well, this is my personality and this is who I am and I am going to act like this because I'm going to act like this. And I think it, like, very much promotes not changing. Mm. And so, but I... I do think it helped them because it allowed them to make sense of other people in a way they never really managed before. So I'm not going to say, like, if astrology helps you look at these certain aspects and see them in other people and that helps you interact with people, I don't think there's anything that I'm going to be like, this is all bullshit and this can't help anyone. But personally, for me, I don't... (sighs) It's not for me. It's not a way I can look at the world and it's not something that I would find helpful or really believe in. Yeah, I, that's a really interesting anecdote. A, what I want to know what that is. Like, yeah. Please, please ask your mum what that was called because I really want to know and possibly do an episode on it. Sounds culty. I want to know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it, yeah, exactly what you said harkens back to what I was saying before. Is it yeah, like you can see your, you can either use it to expand your view or narrow your view. And I feel that if you're doing it to narrow your view and saying this is the way I am and this is the way I always will be because of when I was born, then that's you know obviously not a growth mindset and and you're very much sort of stuck believing and and almost having an excuse for not working on yourself or for not doing the work have you ever met those people who say i tell you i'll tell you things straight up like i'm a no bullshit person and i'll tell you things what i'll tell you exactly what i think and then they're just fucking dickheads and they're like (laughs) yes i love that i i um uh, not, I don't know anyone like that personally because I probably wouldn't give them the time of day. But um, watching TV shows, people say, oh, I'm very direct. That's I'm a very direct for, yeah. person. And it's like, no, you're just a bitch. And they just, just use it as a way to say like every horrible thought they've ever had. And you're like, yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's not... And they're like, well, I told you I was direct. It's like, well, that's not a good thing. This isn't something you should be expecting. And they're always really angry at loud people. Yeah, they are. Um, it's because they're, they're not, they just use that word as a way of masking that. I, I always see, like, someone saying that they're direct. It's like, I can be direct, but I'm a very, like, caring, compassionate person. I wouldn't say something to you that's going to offend you. And if, even though I wanted to be direct about it I would take time to frame it in a certain way so that it was it didn't 
wasn't yes. rude. And it I'm wasn't, saying what I feel, but yeah. I'll say it with tact and, you know, acknowledging the other person has feelings. Exactly. People who just say they're direct are just like... I don't give a shit. They don't give a shit and they're lazy because they don't want to learn how to phrase things in order to, you know, soften the blow or in order to be direct, but in a kind way. They frame it like they're doing you a favour, like, oh, you'll never get bullshit from me. And it's like, well, you won't get bullshit from me. I just won't hurt your feelings. Exactly. And I kind of care about you as a human being. Yeah. And I kind of... Uh, yeah, well, this is my point. Was. No, me neither, but this is a really good conversation. <laughs> but I feel like it's sort of the same. You see it, people be like, I'm a Scorpio and therefore I'm, you know, angry. And like, uh, back to the personality thing that my parents did, mm. like, there was a scale of one to nine, and my dad was a one, and they got told, and he said that, like, ones can be very, ones are the most fair people, um, and they're the most, um, they should, like, they make really good judges but they can also be too passionate and get too angry. Um, and it just comes from their strong morals. And like, ever since my dad heard that, he will just wander around being like, I'm fair, I'm the most fair person. I have a real strong sense of fairness. And it's like, the moment someone fucking thinks they're a fair person, mm. then they become totally deluded and completely unfair. Like, it's not for you to say that you're a fair person. It's for other people to think. And it's the same about star signs. It's not for you to we to come back to a question I was asking myself earlier. I don't think it's for me to be able to say, oh, I have this as a star sign, so that means I'm a really generous and caring person. I'm not going to do anything to be generous and caring. caring I just but, am that. Yeah, because that's what the stars say. Exactly. So I don't have to try yeah. and be caring and compassionate. I just am caring and compassionate. And none of my actions have to deem that. Worthy. Exactly. I just, I just, I just live, and I am caring and compassionate. And so, Doesn't work like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, that's great, but these things don't just be in the stars. Like that, you have to make a choice to act like that. And if you don't, then you're not those things. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, this has been a real cool little a excerpt into astrology, but then also the psychology behind the astrology yeah. and like why yeah like why people act the way that they do I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in more this side of astrology not inside astrology itself but then like why people follow it and why people do what they do and is it helpful or is it not helpful you know like all, all of these things are like far more more interesting in to me than you know where Pluto is located in your birth track <laughs> Oh, before we leave, I just wanted to say, did you know back in the, like, 1300s, maybe the 1400s, it probably both, that the doctors at the time, um, like, did astrology rather than, like, science to, like, um, diagnose you with a disease? I Um, did hear about this. So if, like, they were like, oh, you have a pain in your stomach, and I was like, oh, doctor, I have a pain in my stomach, they'd be like, well, you know, the Pluto is in the Leo section of the house at the moment. So, so we um, need to drop off your arm. Yeah. And like, <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, my arm seems fine though. I do weightlifting every day. Oh. Nope. anyway. Too bad we don't have anaesthetic or antibiotics for that infection. But the stars deem you to die. Oh my lord. I gotta say like, yeah, I do find that interesting as well and, and how the history of things has like influenced our yeah. today. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll necessarily be taking it forward. I'm glad I know more about it though, because when people talk about it, I'll be able to um, know what they're talking about slightly. Yeah, that's really one of the cool things about, about this. Someone I work with is actually like a really famous tarot 
person. They've been on like TV about it and stuff. What? That's so crazy. When yeah, they're really conservative though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Not necessarily a problem. <laughs> so when they brought it up, they were like kind of being like, "Oh, I bet you don't even know what tarot cards are." And I was like, huh. "I certainly do." <laughs> And they didn't even look at the stupid thing that I looked into with the, I forget what it's called, oh, god damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing with the... Oh, your parents thing. No, with tarot cards, the angel thing. The... Oh, Sephiroth? No. No, what are they called? It's the like Kabbalah. A... Yeah, that's it. We got there in the end. She didn't even look into that side of it, so I was like, in a way, I know more about the thing that you earn money from, but she does like a little side hustle of tarot cards that's pretty than cool. you do. And... But not really, because I didn't understand any of that. No, I mean, that was pretty deep. I don't think I'm going to be taking this forward and researching it. Um, mainly for what you said about, you know, it not necessarily helping everyone and, and it being sort of excuse to continue being a shitty person. But then also what I've read about how everyone is basically unique on it anyway. So it doesn't really, really, I mean, maybe it reveals a lot about a person if you know their birth chart, but it feels like if you How many people would you ever know the birth chart of You'd have to know their date of birth and where they were born, and then you'd have to, like, yeah, plug it into a... And at what time they were born. And what time, that's very true. And then, yeah, plug it into the internet, and then, like, spend hours researching, or pay someone to research for you, which is what I did today. It's like you could just talk to them and get to know them (laughs) and have the same amount of information. I do think it's very interesting. I do, I like that I understand it now. I like that when someone says... Oh yeah, no, you're like that because you're Pluto's Leo. Like I, I kind of understand what they will mean now when yeah. they say that, but I don't necessarily think I think that's the almost the thing that killed it for me actually. Was basically that you you can't everyone is as unique as a birth chart and there's not going to be another one of you for another four million years or however yeah. many years it was. And um and it kind of makes me feel like, well, what's the point in doing any of this then? Because if everyone's unique and everyone's dif- uh, different to, to like a Leo is not the same as another Leo because they have like 24 other factors that you have to concern before you know what type of a Leo they are. How are you meant to know anything about that person based on their star sign? Yeah, it's just, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that's always killed it for me in a weird way. Like the more I've met, like I, I didn't... It's almost, maybe that's why it's so popular, because when it's very simple and there's just 12 personality types that you divide into, and that seems easy, and that seems like, oh yeah, you're this personality type, I see that in you. That's very easy to distinguish. And then when you suddenly get all these planets and houses and things involved, then you it's almost like... You, you, you can't know anything about anyone because all of it's influenced by everything else. I agree with all of that, and I just remembered something I totally wanted to ask about an article you read about why isn't it as popular because of the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read that today, so it's not exactly like it's hugely researched, but I read an article uh, purely because I wanted to know why women like star signs more than men, and I think that's a pretty... You know, that that's not me being sexist in any way. It's like, it is pretty 
establish that women are very much more into star signs than males. You realise that about a lot of this. Not so much chaos magic, as that's all about ranking. So that was very male-orientated. <laughs> yeah, that was in males into that. But tarot and um, astrology both fall, like, there's way... You're like, look, look for, like, what's a good tower card for me? And you're like, these are all so girly. Yeah, yeah, they're very female-influenced. Yeah. I thought um, chaos magic was the opposite. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, yes, that article um, did go on to say that basically because women have less control of their lives, because they don't necessarily have the control that men do in their lives, and this is quite sexist, you know, one way or another, but it was the fact that because women are less in control of their lives, they try to to grab hold of astrology because they find it more comforting that there mm. is an element of, of control yeah. that they can read into it in order to understand the ways of the world. But in a way, I do find that article kind of sexist in itself because in a way it's like, well, why why should I feel the need to do that if I don't have control? Like, yeah. Are you saying that I am so not in control of my life that I cannot possibly control anything else other than the time that I was born. You know, yeah, that, that seems very, like... Yeah, is that way of being sexist without being... You're trying so hard not to be sexist, you look around being sexist, is yeah. my point on the article. Yes, no, I totally agree. So I think that's it. I think that, that is it. Yeah, I think we've explored it. So probably not to, like, the nth degree, but we've definitely gone there, and we've established that it's not something that we're totally into. I am not as into it as I was with tarot. No. I, I bloody love tarot. <laughs> I've got my little tarot book here, my next to me. Yeah, I definitely didn't fall in love with it. Um, I have to say I found the research hard. Like, this I think time. I found it hard because... So many of the books are basically just tables of data. Yeah. And it's like, if you're Taurus, you're this. If you're Pisces, you're this. And, and it's kind of like, and, but then it's like, okay, cool. And then it's like, if your moon suits, if your moon sign is in this, then you're this. And like 12 times, every yeah. single page for like, yeah. And, and it's it, at the end of the day, it just kind of feels like a spreadsheet. Yeah. And like, if, I mean, say what you will about Chaos Magic or Tarot. But those books were so packed with information about the, the books I read. It felt kind of like, in a way, filler. Of like, here's loads of charts that you won't understand. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's some merit to them, but there's not that, like, much information. Like, I was really struggling to, like, find out what the symbology behind each of the star signs were. Mm. Like, what is Aquarius? I know it's, like, scales and stuff, but, like, what myth does it come from? Is there, like... No, Aquarius is the jug. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said Libra. I thought you said Libra is the... No, okay. Libra is the scales. Scales, jugs are the same thing. Are they? You <laughs> have water in. What? Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, my point, and I was like, this is so hard. Like, I've read two of these books and I still don't really... And like, we met up with a friend of ours and they were saying about one of them. I was like, that's the kind of thing I found really interesting. Like, I think like, that's more like... Yeah, like the classics behind it, like the yeah. stories of, and how these things came to be what they are. But then this actually spans a lot of different um, cultures throughout yeah. the ages. It started with the Babylonians and then it also went into the ancient Egyptians and then to Greek. So it spans a whole lot of different um, mythology and stories. So I don't even, maybe that's why it's so hard to find is because it's actually 
influenced by so much that there is no origin story. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so I think that's about what I had to say about it. Yeah, me too. What should we do next time? So I want to do like a little episode because Kaz likes tower cards. I was into tower cards. I want to learn more about the... And then I thought, well, maybe we could do more about tower cards because I know Alistair Crowley has his own set of tower cards and I'm interested in Alistair Crowley as a human being. So I was going to... Um, I thought we could do like a mini episode on him focusing on tarot, but a little bit about all around it anyway, because he's got like two fictional books that I'm going to read and just talk about Alistair Crowley, but mostly his tarot and how it differs from normal tarot and what it's more related to and why he felt the need to come up with his own. Awesome. Um, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. And then like maybe a, like, yeah, I think that sounds fun. Nice. So that's our next episode. Um... <laughs> We'll record it in less time than three months. <laughs> yeah. We'll, get, well, they won't know. They won't know the difference. No, exactly. Although they might when we start releasing them. So we really do need to get better at that. Yeah, yeah. We will. We will. Yeah, cheers, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Journey Into The Strange. We'll see you next time. <laughs>